It's time for The Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's The Car Doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Well, it's kind of a, well, not a great-looking Saturday morning out here. It was raining a little bit on my way to the station. It, uh, weather seemed a little bit weird. Uh, wow. I'm looking at a microphone repair. <laughs> They're all a little strange here. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that that, that mic is uh, no go. A, a lot of tape on that microphone this morning. Yeah, there, so oh, we got a call. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the Car Doctor program. You can hear uh, past programs of the Car Doctor on uh, my my. Uh, uh, podcast site, it's uh, Podomatic, uh, com. You can do any kind of uh, any kind of searching for the Car Doctor program. You can find it there and all kinds of information. Uh, I was at the uh, Museum of Transportation, the Lars Anderson Auto Museum last night, checking out some of their exhibit. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, we got a couple tickets to give away. Speaking of car museums, we have a couple tickets to give away to the Heritage Plantation and Gardens down in... Uh, down in Sandwich, um, they have quite the automotive exhibit going on down there this week as well. Well, I have the opportunity to drive a different car. I don't want to say every week, but I have the opportunity to switch cars a lot. And a lot of people say to me, you know, oh, that 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 is going to be the best thing that you can do. Um, there are some car subscription services. Porsche has one now. Volvo has one. But uh, Prime Motors actually has a new program called Prime Flip. And with us on the phone is Amanda Rosenberg. Uh, Amanda, good morning and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Um, you guys have come up with um, a, pretty, a pretty novel program called Prime Flip. Can you tell us what that's all about? Sure. So Prime Flip is actually a monthly membership service that our dealership group is now offering um, in the Westwood area about, you know, um, if you live within 50 miles or um, and then uh, would like the car to be dropped off within 25 miles, we can offer that to you. So basically what it is, is we offer a variety of vehicles for one monthly fee, and anytime you need to switch out into a different car to better fit your lifestyle needs, we're able to deliver that to you. So if you need a pickup truck to do some weekend projects, you just go into our app, request you know uh, to have a truck delivered, and our concierge team will deliver that to you. If you'd like to switch into a fancier sports car for a date night, Again, you'll just go in our app, and uh, we constantly can deliver to you whatever is needed um, for your daily needs. So, and kind of, kind of give us an idea what sort of the 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 width of cars that this encompasses. This is, I mean, you you um, Prime Prime has a variety of dealerships, and and you guys um, 
you guys spent like a gazillion dollars up on Route One, so you have a you have a you have a, a, a beautiful array of dealerships up there. Tell us tell us about what kind of cars that if somebody opted into this membership, what kind of cars they could take advantage of. Oh well, thank you so much. Um, so we will offer brands such as Audi, Mercedes Benz, Porsche, Acura. Um, we have some Genesis, and then we have Toyota, Ford and uh, Chevrolets as well. So, um, like you said, if I wanted a pickup truck because I had a, a, you know, a couple of weekends worth of things that I wanted to do, or if I... Now, does this include sort of... Um, you, you mentioned Porsche. Um, uh, some of their cars as well as from the Chevrolet side, like Corvette? Um, we don't have any Corvettes, but we do have the big, you know, with Suburbans. Yep. Um, but it's all for one monthly fee, which is nineteen ninety five a month. Our members will pay a one-time $500 joining fee, but we will take care of all the maintenance that the vehicles have to undergo. Um, you don't have to worry about excise tax or anything like that, and insurance is also included as well. So I was talking to somebody who recently um, leased a fairly high-end car, and, um, sure. and, they're, and they're paying almost $900 a month plus insurance and they're pretty close to that you know by the time they're done with excise tax and and uh, they happen to live in rhode island so there's car tax by the time they're done they're they're actually closing in on a price pretty close to this um and this is so this is all inclusive with um so like you said no sales tax no um no excise oh, sorry. sales tax is included. Oh, okay, yeah. So sales you have tax. you have all of these all of these things rolled into this price, and you have quite the variety of cars. What you know, as a as a company, what what made you think, um, you know, there was a need for a program like this? So you know, we're always trying to be innovative as a dealer group and offering our customers the the latest and greatest that's uh, available in the industry. So when we learned about this type of program, uh, you know, we decided we wanted to bring it to New England, which uh, has not been done before, and just see, you know, if it was something that we would be able to offer to our customers, and we're glad that it's worked out and uh, that the New England customers are able to be a part of something like this. And it's it's pretty limited too, right? There's um, you're trying it out with just a um, just um, uh, a f fifty membership group, right? Correct. We are uh, limiting it to fifty members to start off. The space is definitely limited. And so this makes it on top of this. This makes it kind of an exclusive club to be in too. I I would say so. Yes, uh, and there's been a lot of buzz already so far. So we're very excited. Yeah, I know. I know. I read about it in a couple of different publications. It it sounds it sounds uh, it sounds really unique and really fun for people. And if it's something that you know fits into your budget, and if you're somebody who sort of gets bored, and and uh, you know leasing now is, uh, I think uh, in the luxury car side, about what seventy five percent of uh, customers lease vehicles, and I think leasing in general is up around what twenty five or thirty percent. So this is a really exciting twist on a on a lease on the idea of leasing too definitely and we like to think of it as you know uh like you said about uh you know you've got a friend that's paying a similar amount we like to think about it as you're getting a multi-vehicle garage at your fingertips all for one monthly fee right uh so 
you know, we deliver with a full tank of gas. Our concierge will deliver it whether you need it at your office, your home, at the kids' baseball field, wherever that is. Walk through the car with you, make sure you feel comfortable, and uh, really just offer you that A-plus service that you would get with any other buying or leasing experience as well. But we, we would deliver that every time. And on on top of that, it gives you a good opportunity to show off a little bit, doesn't it? I'd say so, yes. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're at your kid's uh, baseball tournament and all of a sudden, you know, your uh, Chevrolet Suburban disappears and a Mercedes shows up, yeah, you know, that's kind of that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was talking to somebody that had interest in using it for their uh, high school reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. What's the commitment? Um, is it a commitment for a year? No, so it's actually uh, the first. It's a forty-five day commitment and then uh, monthly after that. Oh, okay. So if yeah. you if you want to just do it for um, for the summer, for instance, if you wanted to, you know, uh, I, 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 I last summer I was at someone's house and and they live in Florida in the winter time and they come up here and if you're like, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to do this for a few months so I can drive some unique vehicles and kind of hang out on Cape Cod and have some fun, um, kind of kind of an interesting way to kind of split it all up and uh, it sounds sounds like a lot of fun. So for people that can can do it and is there do you guys have a, a dedicated website? for Prime Flip or is it just go to your regular website? How, do, how does that work? Yes, so please visit primeflip.com. We have lots of information up there um, and it really breaks down the process just because it is a new uh, phenomenon going on in our area. So mm. you can learn more about how it works on our website and we also have social media and that's at prime underscore flip on Instagram and at prime flip on Facebook. So, so you can find it out on all the social platforms. Find out and uh, and recently, by the way, I'm I'm a I'm prime customer. I uh, bought, oh, thank bought, you. bought a well bought a Hyundai from uh, your Hyundai dealership down on the South Shore. Uh, Joe Tuxbury uh, and his oh, crew and his crew great. and uh, and uh, it was a good experience. And and the sales sales guy, young guy, Chris, Christian. Um, has he's been in contact with me more than my doctor has. He's he sends me an email every once in a while and wants to know wants to know how everything's going, how I, how I like the car still. Um, just a, a good experience uh, all the way around with uh, the car purchase. So uh, you guys you guys do a good job training your team and uh, really uh, you know the idea of staying in touch with your customers. Uh, you do a good job with it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I think since we started real, you know, since we really started out as a family business, we definitely maintain our core values of being, um, you know, making the customer feel at home. So, yep, thank no you good, for that. good stuff. So, find you, find you on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, find uh, find out more at primeflip.com, and uh, you know, check out the Prime website just because you guys uh, you guys sell just about everything there is i think so certainly worth certainly <laughs> worth taking a look at and uh, uh just a lot of good things amanda thanks for taking some time out of your saturday morning and joining us on the car doctor radio program my pleasure thank you so much for having me have a All great right. rest of your day you as well bye-bye okay bye-bye that was amanda rosenberg uh, uh daughter of david rosenberg the owner of prime prime motors and um it's a it's it's a pretty unique program. I mean, it sounds pricey at you know two thousand dollars a month, you know. But um, if you're if you're leasing a, a super high end car, you know Maserati or something, you're going to spend four thousand a month. But uh, a person I work with 
recently leased a high-end BMW, and I think payments were close to 800 a month. So then I think insurance was 3000 a year, excise tax. Don't you... You know, you don't have to carry insurance. Did, did I miss something in that part of the interview or something? You oh, have to carry with her, insurance? with Prime Flip, you don't have to carry insurance. Really? So, so the two thousand a month is sort of all in, all costs, as opposed to when you lease a car, you still have to carry sort of a maximum amount of insurance. So, I mean, you you lease a car, you you know, you yep. have, you still have to insure it. You still have to pay the excise. Yeah, tax. pay the excise tax, all that stuff. So, um, this is this again on the surface, it sounds like it might be a little bit expensive. But on the other hand, if you have the money to do it and you're somebody who likes to drive something a little bit different all the time, I don't know. It's a pretty unique feature. And the idea that you can get a Chevrolet Suburban for, okay, you're going to go on vacation with the family. You want to make sure there's enough room. Yep. Put everybody in it. Drive the Suburban for a month. And then you decide, hey, a Porsche might not be such a bad thing for a month. And then you decide, I'm going to be around for the winter time. Maybe some sort of four-wheel drive vehicle. I'm going to go up to the mountains to go skiing, um, or just to get around. Just to get around. <laughs> uh, the, the snow's been falling the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the idea, like, like I said, the idea to show off a little bit for, and, and the idea, you know, there's not a huge commitment involved in, in, in here either. And, you know, there, there has been a couple of, over the years, there has been a couple of companies that have leased um, or rented daily almost high-end cars. You can go out and rent a Ferrari for the day or a Porsche for yeah, the but day. Yeah, that's or, different. Yeah, but those, um, somebody I know rented a Porsche 911 for a weekend, and I want to say it was almost $1,000. So, and they did it because it was their birthday, and they said, you know, I'm going to buy myself something for yeah, my birthday. Something that do um, fun. Yeah, so, but the idea that you can commit to something like that, and I don't don't know what model Porsche it is, but the idea it's a Porsche, and still the idea that if you're at, you know, if you're at Salty's baseball game, and you're there with your you're there with your uh, suburban, and all of a sudden the concierge service comes over, looks for you, and they say, oh, we have your new Mercedes here, and you're like, oh, they'll be they'll be fine, thank you. <laughs> Take this dirty old car away and bring my nice clean car to me. Um, oh, and it's full of gas. Good. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, um, do you have to commit to it for each vehicle for a week, or you can just change it? Uh, it sounds like it's for a month. Okay. So a month, but you only have to commit for forty-five days. So, right. so, you know, I, I think I have a feeling if you can afford it, unless you get really, if unless you unless you really did like twelve cars in a year, and you're like, you know what, that was kind of fun, but I like having all my junk in my car, and you know. Find you know I like to preset my thirty six radio stations and you know the idea that um, you know stuff is where you want it to be and you know that you reach down into the door pocket and your whatever is down there and your your sunglasses are over here and your cell phone chargers over here and um, but I think for a while it'd be pretty fun. Similar, yeah, it, would be, it would be neat for a while yeah. after. Yeah, I, I think after like. A few months, I'd be like, "All right, I need something so that I know where my stuff is." You're right because yeah. I do yeah. keep. You don't realize you keep stuff in your car, and then you reach for something and it's not there, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, 
Where is it? When when I, when we when we sold our old car when we bought the the new Hyundai, um, I was amazed at the stuff I had hidden in it. You know, like under the floor. Um, there under was a, the floor in the back cargo area. Oh, okay. was a storage compartment. And you know, I opened that and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about there's an air compressor, a little jump start thing, a set of jumper cables, still some some. Uh, Wipe things to, if you get dirty. Gloves, a flashlight, um, bottle of spray wax, and a couple of chamois things. And it's like, oh, I forgot most of the stuff was all back here. And the idea that you know it's there when you needed it, um, yeah. And you can't you can't do that as much. And that's why driving the cars that I do for you know days at a time. I have sort of my bag that I carry with me that has all of the stuff that I sort of need, but not everything I really want. You know, it's but so, you know, first thing I do when I get into a, a road test car is get the seat all adjusted, Bluetooth my phone to the car so I don't have to worry about that, um, find a place to put my sunglasses that's going to be obvious so I don't lose them. Um, we have to have name badges at work to get in and out of the building like we do here at the radio station. Make sure that that comes and goes with me. Um, and those are things that if you're in your same car all the time, you don't you don't think about that. You know that you're going to reach over and your sunglasses are going to be here and your whatever is going to be there. So anyway, so thank you to Amanda for joining us this morning and letting us know about that. You know, there's flip everything. What is it? Flip my house. There's flip my this, that, yeah. flip my cars so the idea that prime flip came up with that uh, pretty neat idea so why don't we take a quick break when we come back we're not going to do trivia but we are going to give some tickets away to the um well heritage plantation gardens down in sandwich we have two tickets to give away so we're going to do that but they have a great new automotive show down there and uh Something I want to take a take a look at myself. And we'll also talk about the Bay State Antique Auto Show coming up as well. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us, 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. Her mind was dragging. And I said, get some sleep, we'll get- Well, you probably heard a somewhat dated commercial in there. Don't don't go to 
see the USS Cole because it's probably not there. But anyway. Oops. But we deleted that old commercial. So who knows how they find their way into the system like that. But um, I have a couple tickets, just two. To give away to the Heritage Museum and Gardens. That's down in Sandwich, Mass. It's Grove Street and Sandwich. And they have a new exhibit in their round barn that is definitely worth taking a look at. But if you've never been to the Heritage Museum and Gardens, the gardens is a big part of it. It is a, once stuff starts to bloom down there, it is beautiful down there. And they have, um, if you have a little bit of mobility issues, they have like a little shuttle thing you can ride around. It's it's really it's really a, a, a hidden gem in Sandwich. And the last time I was there, um, it looked different. And we were in the we were in the round barn area. And when I was there last, there was like a theater. And I actually gave a talk in the theater. And there was a little plaque on the wall that said, John Paul was here. So I went walking around going, where's my plaque? And it wasn't just me. It was a bunch of other people too. But, and um, I asked somebody and I said, look, there was, and they said, oh, we've moved. We've, we're actually put some of our cars that are not on display inside where the theater was. And they invited us in to look around. So we got kind of a little extra extra tour while we were there but we have um two tickets to give away to the heritage museum and gardens thank you to um judith down at the museum for taking care of us on that and i think we're going to give them away to the well it's am 950 so why don't we give them away to the ninth caller so oh if, god you said ninth <laughs> what do you think i was going to say 950th 95th no ninth caller so if you call in at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, and you are the ninth caller, Dennis will say you're number nine and you won. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be the number ninth caller. Um, Sonny and Cher rocked it in the 60s as an article. The groovy husband and wife duo also had a charm, a knack for writing, and choosing the right songs to perform and record, and legit musical talent. It helps that they were uh, attractive, too. I don't know about that. Sony, Sonny, a uh, compact guy, had the hair, the stash, the bell-bottom. Cher brought her own... Um, Smoky brand to the team, it says here. So they were popular. They ended up with their own television show in the 70s, and even after divorcing, outlasted their legal parting to still get great TV and concert audience rocking the aisles throughout the decade and beyond. And they drove a cool pair of Mustangs. Car makers along courted Hollywood and other celebrity types into driving their products. Can I just break in here for Absolutely. a minute? Absolutely. We have a winner. We do. So that was fast. Was it? <laughs> it was very fast. Was the same person called nine times? A couple of them called a couple times. That's all right. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. So you, get their, you get their name and address, and we'll mail them out a couple tickets. Um, so, like, Clark Gable drove his Jaguar XJ, uh, I mean, XK120 and a Mercedes-Benz 300 SL Gullwing. That certainly helped sell a fair number of those premium sports cars in the 50s. Cars have been part of movie and TV scripts since the beginning, but the art, science, and business 
of product placement really crystallized in the 60s by putting James Bond behind the wheel of an Aston Martin and Goldfinger and Thunderball and, of course, casting the Highland Green Metallic 68 Mustang Fastback in uh, Steve McQueen's movie Bullet. It isn't abundantly clear how a pair of San Jose-built 1966 Mustangs had earmarked for, Sandy, uh, for Sonny and Cher, but they did, and they were handed over to the king of customizers, George Barris, for his whole brand of remodeling. Uh, Sonny's car was designed around a golden brown color palette and Cher's dazzling and much more feminine pink motif. The late Barris commented, Sonny and Cher go back a long way with, with him. They were the hippest young couple I can remember. They dressed way out and wild. Um, Barris' wife Shirley helped them with each choose the colors for the car. Ford was definitely willing to participate in this surefire thing. Both cars were 289 V8 convertibles, automatic transmissions. Sonny's car was an A-code four-barrel carburetor. Shares was slightly less aggressive with a 200-horsepower two-barrel carburetor car. Both have power steering, power brakes, no air conditioning, and even a floor-shifted three-speed automatic, you know, the usual fake wood trim, uh, full repaints of the car. Um, so where are these cars today? So what would it be like to own Sonny and Cher's actual cars? So, um, you know, there's, they're out there somewhere, I guess. So who knows? Maybe they'll show up at the, at the uh, auction down in Connecticut. I don't think so, though. Haven't seen them yet. So I've recently come to the conclusion that I like today's modern cars for their technolo technological conveniences. I was in a car that didn't have Bluetooth. I was in a car that didn't have power windows. And I was in a car that didn't have air conditioning. The car looked really cool and sounded awesome. But, man, it was it was work just to do anything. <laughs> so I mean, I grew up with these cars. I grew up with the cars without so, all this so stuff. So what kind of car was this? It was a Mustang, a 71 okay. Mustang. All right. It was. I mean, it sounded. It it was amazing to get in and. Yeah. But, yeah. No fun. I mean, it, it was, was fun. It was, it was fun, fun, but it's fun for a little while. But then, if I had to go places and do things, not fun. <laughs> well, you know, back in 1971, you didn't have a phone. No, I understand this. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not I'm not a young buck, but <laughs> I'm I've come accustomed to the 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 conveniences of modern day cars well it's fun. it was a couple years ago i was in i was in a car and somebody flipped down the passenger side visor and went no mirror yep yeah so <laughs> you know all cars say have vanity mirrors a lot of cars have heated seats and some have heated steering wheels um my new car doesn't have any of those things but it's okay um but there, you know, people do get used to features. It's it's funny because I the car that I bought was sort of the base model, and it had only auto down windows, not auto up windows. And that was that. I guess that was supposed to be like a big deal. Well, you know, you move up to the next option package, you get auto up. I can hold the button. It's okay. It's not that much work. You know, is it work to actually crank a handle and wind the windows up and down? I'd probably get a little bit bored with that, but yeah. so on that note, um, I brought my car in to get um, there was a recall and there was something else that I need. Oh my my um my the what you call it? I can't think right now. The sunroof, mm -hmm. the sealer th 
the gasket. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was, was torn. Right? Yeah, it was yeah. ripping off. So I had to get that fixed. And so they um, to do the recall, they had to um, take a, take it off from the battery and whatnot. So everything reset, and the auto up feature didn't work on my window. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so luckily, I mean, I know how to fix it, so it was easy fix. But I was just like, wait, wait, why is this not going up? See, you get used to things, and then you so don't you, think of things, so and it put gets it all annoying. the way down, put it all the way up, yep, and hold it for hold a few it, seconds, yeah. and put it down, and then yeah, yeah. We had we had uh, uh, an employee's husband here got all panicked because they had a new battery put in their car, and the only thing that worked afterwards was the sunroof and the driver's driver's window, and they're like, what, what what's wrong with my car? And I said, no, it's not that big a deal. Just needs to be reset. Here's what you do. Put all the windows down manually. Put them all up manually. Hold it for, hold it down for three seconds. Hold it up for three seconds. And he thought I was a genius afterwards. But on the other hand, the dealer should have done all that. Yes. And, in fact, when they disconnected everything, depending on what they disconnected, they should have used some sort of memory saver device so um, – did your radio stations go away and stuff? Yeah, yeah. they had to reset yeah. all those. They so had to reset all those. And they should have either told you about it or if they actually followed their own directions, it says record the customer's radio stations so you can put them back in. People don't do that, though. No. Because you get paid X amount of time to work on the car, and if you shave a minute or two off, it's money you get paid for. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Phone lines are open if you want to call and chat about, you know, maybe you have a car problem we can try to help you with, um, car question, maybe you're thinking about buying something, maybe you want to know if there's some sort of technical bulletin or something about your car, we can try to look that up too. We always have the all-data system fired up and ready to go. Um, the Bay State Antique Auto Club Auto Show is coming up on Sunday. And that is Sunday, July 7th. So about two weeks away, by my best of my recollections. And it's the 48th annual Antique Auto Show, Car Corral, and Trading Bee. And remember, that's at the Endicott Estate. And I always say I'm going to go, and I never do. Uh, In fact, John from Bay State called me up and said, do you think you can do your show from there? And I said, John, the show's you know, on Sunday and my show's on Saturday. Uh, I don't think the Irish guys want to give up their time, but it was, it was very nice of them to ask anyway. So, so I'm not able to do that, but it is good. And they are, and they give awards for first, second and third place in 29 classes. And, and again, it's, there's a flea market and a car corral and there's food and, uh, and there's DJ. So there's music playing all the time. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a good time, so it's it's worth it's it's definitely worth going there. It's definitely worth checking it out, and uh, it's a it's a phenomenal place. So so go there. I have been there a couple of times, not a lot, but I have been there a couple of times. So, uh, but it is it is definitely worth definitely worth checking out and see see what's going on there. Well, apparently, cars from all the Texas and Florida floods are starting to make their way to the market. And 
I have some tips from a company that says how to avoid buying a used hurricane flood vehicle. In an effort to protect consumers from unwittingly buying flood damaged vehicles, Cargo provides checkthatvin.com reports that include flood brand in its reporting. Check that VIN is the most comprehensive vehicle title history database in the industry, according to, well, them. Um, Holtzville, New York is where it comes, where they're headquartered. With hurricanes wreaking havoc in Florida and surrounding areas, hundreds and thousands of flooded cars have hit the market and are available for sale to unsuspecting individual buyers. Just recently I read that all of those cars that were in floods, that were marked as flooded cars, all went to an auction. Now, they should have been sold as parts cars or something, but could they have been making their way there? Then maybe. Carco... Um, also provides open recall information in its reports, providing another layer of safety to its consumers. In a recent report by uh, ABC Action News, almost three-quarters of a million cars have unreported safety recalls. So it's always a good idea, even on your own car, to check to make sure that if you have a recall. And you can go to uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, and now you can actually put in your vehicle identification number, and it will tell you whether there's recalls that have to be done. And our friends at IC Cars also have a very unique feature. Um, they have a VIN scanner now. So you can, providing your car has an actual barcode for the vehicle identification number. Some General Motors cars use a, um, what's the square code called? QR code. QR, QR code, QR, yeah. 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 They use theirs, uh, but um, a lot of cars use a, a, a barcode. And you can you put this app in your phone from IC Cars, and you go over and you click on it, and it tells you what kind of car it is. It tells you what the average price is, what they sell for. And then it also has a link that will send that vehicle identification number to NHTSA, and then it'll let you know if there's any recalls that were done. So, like, when I was selling my car... Um, I scanned the barcode in my car, and it said that typically my car is going to sell for X amount. And the um, and it also said that there was no recalls available. So, good stuff. Speaking of which, our buddy John Diamond's on the phone. Mr. Diamond. How are you this morning, sir? I, I am doing good. How about you? Not bad. I want to thank you very much for your kind plug you always give us. Well, and uh, and uh, people are starting to think that you may not show up. Yeah, well, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I've been at this radio station for 10 years, and I haven't showed up here for 10. And I was at the other radio station for 10 years, and I think I showed up a couple times. But, well, yeah. hope springs eternal. Yeah, there, there you go. But uh, how's the show coming together? Well, I don't have my information sheet, so I think you have more. It's doing very well. Yep. Uh, we have uh, many, many classes into the 30s, and each class has three awards. And yep. you have a decent car, you may get one. And uh, any kind of car, 25 years or older, is welcome. Cars, trucks, uh, military, anything. And we have classes for just about everything. And incidentally, it's at the Route 128 uh, East Street exit. It's very easy to get, easy to get to in Dedham, and uh, we open the gates between seven and seven thirty, and we give the awards out uh, 
at three on the nose so people aren't trapped in there forever. Mm -hmm. And and the other thing is, if you want to go to the show and you want to bring a car in the show, you're not you're also not obligated to stay the whole day. If you don't care about winning an award, but you just want to put your car on display for a few hours, you don't have to stay the whole day, do you? We'll get you out. Yeah, which one way is, or another. Which is different. <laughs> I was I I, I know the. Uh, you know, very popular down on Cape Cod and Hyannis is the Father's Day car show. But you're locked in there for the day. They, you, once your once your car's on Main Street, you can't leave till the end of the day, and that's that sometimes is a long day, especially if it's a warm day. Uh, I guarantee you, it's always been a very warm day. Mm. But we have plenty on hand. We have very reasonable uh, uh, food wagons and yep. ice cream trucks and. Uh, we're not out to rob you on that stuff. That's good. And are you going to have a car there? Uh, I probably will. Members' cars aren't uh, eligible for judging, but you got to get there somehow, so you might as well drive your old car. And, and you, then you have a place to park, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember one year that I came, um, I think I, I, I chatted with the folks uh, at Bay State, and you guys actually saved a spot for me. And I wasn't, and I wasn't driving. I and this is how long ago it was. I was, uh, I was road testing a Lincoln Town Car, I think. So, uh, but you guys let me park the town car I was driving in one of the spots. So, well, I, I have, guarantee yeah. if you show up, you'll have a place of yeah. honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't need, to, I, you know, I, I don't need that because the parking lot's right down the street, and you run that shuttle, but it's still only about a what five or ten minute walk from at, at the most at the most yeah and so, it's free and it's free so yeah. so either so either way if you decide you want to wait for the shuttle you wait for the shuttle if not you decide to you want to walk and that's a good thing uh so uh, if if you if you bring one of your cars what what's the car you're going to bring i might bring my uh get dust off my 39 ford convertible but today people are bringing a lot newer cars yep. but uh, that's about it for me um how many cars do you own, John? Uh, I have about four, but I'm paring down the fleet. I'm sort of getting along in years, and uh, I don't want to have to leave it to somebody else to disperse them. <laughs> if you have any interest, I'd be glad to show you a special rate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can remember the last time you were there, you helped judge the covered wagon class. I did, yeah, that's yeah, right. It was yeah. a covered wagon class. I, I think you're, I think you're right. So uh, it was, you know, I've, I've only been a judge. I've been a judge twice at car shows, and one was, uh, one was a local little show, and and it was the first time I was ever a judge at something. And I talked to uh, somebody I know who's been a judge at a lot of different different car shows and i said how do, how do you you know i you know these people these people with uh, especially specific classes they know so much more about the cars than i'll ever do in fact i was i was at a show with somebody and they and it was a it was a uh um brass era show and and they looked at something and they said no no the way that headlamp is in it's turned the wrong a angle and they took off and i'm like, i would never know that and the guy said to me here's what you do um, pick the cars you like. And I'm like, oh, that's not, I said, I said, that's how complicated it is. And he goes, you know, he said, you know, you look at the workmanship, you you look at a lot of things, but I, they said, if you really like the car and you think they did a good job with it and 
you know, it's not it's not a bad way to judge it either. And I said, oh, okay, all right. So, but then I went to a real fancy show one time where I was supposed to wear a hat and a blue blazer and all that <laughs> nonsense. And 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 I'm like, you know what? Uh, and then I found then I found out there's shenanigans that go on in the judging room too. So, well, we we don't have what yeah. we call professional judges. Ours is very cursory, and uh, we're pretty fair with everybody, with very few complaints and. Uh, uh, the good stuff shows up in the wash. Yeah, it, it it always it always does. It always does. And again, that it it is such a good show, and it's a show that for people that want to, um, for people that I I and I'll, and I'll always say it: if you're interested in the old car hobby and you're interested in buying a a certain kind of car, um, go talk to people at car shows. That's where you learn anything. That's where you learn everything. That's where you learn where the mistakes are. And uh, somebody. Somebody emailed me the other day, and they were looking for a 1963 uh, Volkswagen. And they're like, "Do you know where I can find one?" And I'm like, "Go to a, go to a Volkswagen show and talk to the people that talk to the people there. They always know where they're tucked away somewhere, and there might be one for sale." So very knowledgeable yeah. people on those cars too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And no. we have a car corral with uh, we get anywhere's up to 200 cars, and it does not much. It isn't there for you to look at, even if you don't want to buy it. You'll at least learn something. Yeah. No one. One of my old coworkers brought a. They had. They had kind of an odd. I. I don't know if it was uh, a Chrysler Cordoba or some 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 car that wasn't a great car when it was new and maybe wasn't you know wasn't the most loved car. But they said, you know what? I'm going to bring it to the car corral, and they sold it that afternoon while they were there, and they were happy with the amount they got for it. And the person was happy with the car. So there's all kinds of different stuff that shows up, and and um, you know people can do a lot with it. So um, so it's you know if you want to bring if you want to bring a car, there's probably still room, and um, and and check it out. It's it's just it's just a good thing. And the club phone number is seven eight one four five nine eighty eight hundred. It says here on the brochure. So right. Yeah, and it has you know, also an email of. Yep. Uh, yeah, bsaac.com. So it's easy to get in touch. There's pre-registration till the end of June. Yep. And that's uh, reasonable for $15, $20 admission day yep. of the show. $10, 10 o'clock you should be on the field for judging. Yeah, no, and and it's, uh, it's, it's a fun thing. And uh, if you want to email, it's info at bsaac.com. The website's bsaac.com. And uh, all kinds of everything from... Uh, um, you know, and and there's a there's a Model A class, which I think is which I think is kind of fun too. There's a Woody class, there's T-Birds, Corvettes, Mustangs, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And and now uh, over the past few years, you added uh, uh, Pro Street Rod, Street Rods, Customs, and Kit Cars. That's right. And uh, if you can drive it in, we'll find a place for you. So if it's if it's some if it's something pretty or unusual, uh, you'll find a place to you'll find a place to park it, huh? Absolutely. John, a pleasure as always. Good luck with the show. Um, you'll see me there uh, probably around 1030. I'll, I'll make sure to have your place all sweeped out and uh, <laughs> the reception committee will be ready. There you go. If, yeah, if you could get cheerleaders, that would be good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all right. very much. All right. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030 is how you get through and talk to us. And if you have a car show you want to promote, um, whether it's a big, great big gigantic show like the Bay State Show or the Endicott Estate Show or something like that, you can uh, 
you can always call me or email me and be happy to talk about it. Um, I think the uh, the big car show at um, at um, Patriot Place was this past Thursday. They alternate Thursdays now at Patriot Place. Uh, they um, and they I think they're over at the Rainham Dog Track in the off time. They used to be over at they used to be over at Southeastern Votech, but I think it kind of outgrew that. So, but fun stuff nevertheless. 617-770-3030, Let's talk to Robert in Tingsboro. Robert? Robert? Hello. Hey, how you doing? there you are. Yeah, yeah. it was dead silence there for a minute. Uh, yeah, you were just talking about, you know, collector cars and such. Uh, just want to let you know my son-in-law and I went to Barrett Jackson yesterday. Oh, did you? What'd you oh, buy yeah. me? What'd you buy me? Uh, well, I couldn't buy me, never mind. <laughs> There's still a few I'd like to have bought, but, uh. Yeah, I, I, I came home last night after being at the, um, Lars Anderson Museum, and I turned the TV on, and I think I watched the auction till 11. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, um, I just, all of a sudden I just kind of got, I just kind of got sucked into it, and, uh, some of the stuff, some of the stuff looked actually pretty economical. Yeah, yeah, we uh, well, we didn't go into the um, the block very yeah. long. We went yeah. in near the end, but we went through the garage. Okay, yeah. one of their garages, four floors, nothing but cars that are going to go through the block. Yeah, I no. don't know if there was four, five, six hundred of them, but yeah. yeah, there was a lot of them. Yeah, the price was fifteen to maybe twenty-two thousand. Yeah. Uh, was the selling price? No, I read, I saw something the other day. Um, Somebody I know was down there, and they posted a couple pictures. And it was not that this was a great car, but it was sort of weirdly interesting. It was a um, um, Chrysler Maserati, so it was sort oh. of a Chrysler LeBaron with supposedly yeah. a Maserati engine in it. And I'm not sure it really was, but it but but they called it a Chrysler Maserati, and it had a hardtop convertible roof on it with the porthole window which made it kind of unique but you could take the hard top off and the, it looked in really really good condition it only sold for three thousand dollars oh so um you know if you were, you know if you were looking for kind of a gussied up you know lebaron um yeah. with a little bit different engine in it and for three thousand dollars it looked clean and shiny and you know seemed to run okay so um you know you look at that kind of stuff and then um Somewhere in there, there's a bunch of um, um, automobile memorabilia and stuff too, right? Isn't there? Yeah, a yeah. Petroleum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they actually auctioned that first before yeah. they uh, went on camera. You know, at two o'clock. Mm -hmm. So I guess from one to two, they had memorabilia. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were. You know, the three you know manufacturers, you know, performance cars, yep. Dodge, Chevy, and and Ford. They had uh, drive and ride program. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were, it was nice. It's just it was, the line getting on isn't so much of a problem. There was three other lines you had to go through, you know, oh, okay. these forms and information and all kinds of other stuff, you know, all online. So you well, they want to make yeah. sure they want to make sure if you die, your family yeah, doesn't yeah, sue you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it yeah. was awesome. I, we did the Mustang one. Yeah, I was really wanting to do the the Dodge because they were drifting. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, smoke. They were replacing tires on a regular basis. I mean, nothing but smoke and the open exhaust. I mean. I just didn't want to wait in them all those lines yeah. yet again. You know, I figured I want to see everything else in the show, but uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's it's good. And I saw another picture of um, uh, Wayne Carini was up on stage with somebody yep. doing some kind of show about you know how to how to I guess how to get you know 
get into the collector car game or what to look yeah. for or something. So, I did happen to see that. That's the segment we're in. He was auctioning off a uh, 71 Corvette. It was kind of gold. It was yeah. for charity. And, yeah, he was up on stage. And um, what is it, Mike Brewer from some other... Oh, Mike Joe Brewer from uh, from uh, the the English Wheel of Dealers. Wheel of Dealers. Yeah. So he, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was there too, and uh, even old Slick there uh, from the Gas Monkey. Oh, guys. was yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, well, I but, guess it's, well he's a, he was a paid spokesman with uh, with Chrysler for a while, so I guess that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, yeah. 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 So so they had so they had uh, TV celebrities there, and Mike Mike Brewer. I you know I looked I looked him up one time. He he owns two. Pretty substantial used car dealerships in England. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I, I could tell the voice. I yeah. couldn't see him at first. Yeah. I could hear him, you know, so, expressions. So, Mike Brewer's bigger than you think he is, and Wayne Carini's smaller than you think he is. Actually, I knew Wayne was probably like five six, five five. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I wasn't sure. A lot of these other guys, they look like they're tall, and then when you see them, oh, only yeah. five eight. Well, yeah. well, the guy, the guy who was, uh, the guy who used to do the show with Mike Brewer, the guy who's not on it anymore, yeah, uh, right. he was like 6'8". Yeah, yeah, that's why, he that's tall. why he never, that's why he never really fit in anything. And yeah, the, the replacement guy is also pretty tall, and I think Brewer's, right. yeah. Brewer's like six feet tall yeah. or something. Yeah, that's so. not a bad show. I watched yeah. that a lot. Yeah, so. no, I, I, I kind of liked it when it was more the English show, because yeah. you'd yeah. see the cars from England that, you know, or yeah. Europe that I'd never see, you versus, see, right? you know, when they restore, you know, when they go find a, you know, an AMX or a Mustang or a Dune Buggy <laughs> or something, it's like, eh, you know, I, I, I see those I've cars, you know, yeah. show me something I haven't seen. The, the highlight for me was uh, Factory 5. They had a lot of turnkey cars there somewhere else. Really? Assembled. Yeah, they've got, you know, the 33 Roadster. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. Uh, that's it. It's dark blue, you know, Jaguar rear end, yep. Coyote engine. Yep. Uh, but they have a pickup. now. Uh, yeah, I heard. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I just heard about the pickup. It's supposed to be yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, that looked pretty. They had yeah. one, like a cutaway, partially construction. They had a complete one. But that 33 Roadster, I asked the guy, because it was another company that did the full assembly. For oh, this. okay. I said, I said, what's the price of a turnkey for this? He says, 70 grand. Oh, all right. Which, you know, you know, it's a lot of money. It's out of my league. But it wasn't that much for something that's hand-built. I mean, this right. is all modern drivetrain. Yeah, you know, no. The Mustang was, you know, it had the six-speed. It had Willwood brakes all around. I mean, I saw that. I said, ah. That's my car. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 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 factory five car. I think factory five's got something going on in the next couple of weeks. I think too. But they're they're you know they're an interesting company. And yeah. you know Dave Smith, who's the owner of the company, um, he's he's sort of a he's sort of a California surfer who ended <laughs> up here in New England and believes that everything in life is somehow connected together. So yeah. if he met you somewhere along the line, he would think that. He would think that somehow something you did and something he did would interact again in the future. And in a lot of cases, he's right. Yeah, well, we both like Fords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Even even though I like the other products, too. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Of all the different cars that I've driven, I've never driven a Factory 5 car. And he's invited me down to to drive drive him before, but I've never driven one. Oh, you've got to do that. Yeah. No, if I had an invite, I'd be there. <laughs> yeah, he. In fact, I saw one of his cars out on the road the other day, and uh, I kind of felt bad for the guy because uh, it was Friday afternoon, well, Thursday afternoon. He was stuck in traffic on 495, and yeah. you know, uh, of all the cars, Dennis was talking earlier about uh, 
about you get used to luxury and technology. The factory five cars don't have luxury or technology. And sitting right. and sitting in a uh, sitting behind a hot engine on top of hot exhaust in a hot summer hot sunny yeah. night and the roof, the roof yeah. was with, off with no roof. Yeah, yeah, it can yeah. be it can be a little tough. Hey, Robert, always a pleasure. Thank you, John. All right, take you care. Too. Yep, bye bye. Bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven. 770-3030. Let's talk to Mike in Bridgewater. Michael? Yes, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. Thank you. Yourself? I'm doing I'm doing okay. Doing okay. You know, okay. for a cl- for a cl- cloudy day. What who who's the who's the what's the financial guy say? Uh, I'm I, I'm doing better than I deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're the well, second uh, one that said that to me that to, in my presence today. Really? Yes. <laughs> for that financial guy. Oh, yeah, Dave Ramsey. Yes. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, everybody yeah. says to him, "How you doing?" He goes, "Better than I deserve." Of course, he's a multimillionaire and lives on the ocean in California, and I don't. But anyway, yeah, and it's easy to say when you've got that situation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Moving right along, John. Um, uh, I took one of those your AAA Roadwise driver uh, for mature operators last oh, yeah. weekend. Yeah, and it was really good. I'm, I'm glad I did it. It was interesting. But there were a couple of situations and questions that came up, and I thought I would ask you about them. Where did you, where uh, did you, where did you take it? In South Attleboro. Oh, okay. With, yeah, with Mr. Hanson. Dave Hanson. Dave Hanson, yeah. Yeah, all right. So the uh, question came up. If your car is parked on the side of the road, ignition off, mm-hmm. and you get hit by a car, front, back, whatever, will... The airbags deploy. No. No, only only on only on television. Okay. So <laughs> they only they, that only happens on TV for some reason. In fact, there was some there was some uh, TV show that showed somebody going around with a baseball bat hitting people's front bumpers, causing airbags to go off. And and no, the for the airbag to actually deploy, three things have to happen. The car has to be in motion. It has to hit something at a certain speed, and it has to hit something at a certain angle. So if you're there with the key off, um, now if now firefighters and EMTs and those kind of people, they actually cut the battery cables in the car because if they're fishing around inside the car and they short some wires together, they can get the airbag to go off. But as far as if you're sitting in your car and you know, you're sitting by the side of the road and you get slammed from behind or something, that airbag, unless something freaky happens where something shorts out, it's not designed to go off in that situation. Okay, because we weren't sure about that because, yep. you know, you've got the excess, you've got accessories running clocks right. and things, yep. the electricity's still going yep. there. But no, it's got to have, it's gotta have those, that, those other couple of criteria in place. Okay, all right, and... and out of curiosity, if there was nobody in the driver's seat and the car was going by itself and those three things happen, it would deploy or no? Um, if, it's a, if it's a newer car, it won't because it knows that there's no one in the seat. Got it. Same, thing, right. same thing if you put a 50-pound child in the front passenger seat, the airbag's going to know they're not heavy enough to deploy the airbag. Okay. That's uh, the, the light that's yep. typically on yep. the dashboard. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Uh, if I may, the second sure. situation, in the video that they were showing, um, talking about if your brake system should fail, you've got your emergency brake. And, of course, it shows the one that was always in the center console, right. and it shows you hold your pressure foot, yeah, pressure, yeah. Yeah. thumb on the button, yep. and hold it, and yep. pull it up and down, and it works. 
Then it showed the foot brake on the left side, and it showed you pushing down, but holding on that pull-release yep. brake yep. cover that was always on the dash. Yep. Well, um, ask the question, what about the foot brake that now is on a lot of cars where you push down on the brake, it engages, but in order to disengage, you have to push all the way down. And the question came up, how do you deal with it in that situation? And coincidentally, in the video, it showed the on-off brake there, but it didn't address the, um, that issue. So how would you use the left foot yeah. emergency brake if you don't have something yeah. to... Some of those, <laughs> some of those they're, they're all a little bit different, but some of those, you apply the brake and then you just like push on it again lightly and it will release? Yes. So it really depends on the car. What you don't want to do is you don't want to jam on the parking brake and have the car start this because if it locks up the rear wheels, it's going to skid. So that's the whole thought behind that is, you know, if you, if you do all of a sudden, if you're going fast enough and you have to get to the point where you need to lock up, you know, apply the parking brake to bring the car to a stop, um, you know, you, you kind of do it gradually. If I was in that situation... I would do everything I could to slow the car down before using the parking brake. So I would pump the brake pedal, say a brake line broke. I would pump the brake pedal, try to get a little more braking action. I would downshift to try to slow the car down. And now maybe I'm down to 20 or 25 miles an hour. Then I would slowly ease down the parking brake to the point, even if it was one that was hard to re-release, um, I would ease down the parking brake to get the car to slow down and... You know, and if I had to, would I would I push it down all the way and have the wheels lock up and hope for the best? Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Um, it was funny in the video that you have never seen, the video before this one. There was always a thing. It was, and it always made me laugh. It always said, um, uh, uh, you know, you know, try to try to drag your wheels against a curb, even run into bushes or a small tree. And the small tree was about eight inches in diameter. And I'm like, no, you don't really want to hit that tree. That tree's going to be too. That tree's going to be too big to hit. So, um, but yeah, I mean the good thing is, on cars today, and and why we put that in a lot of um, a lot of GM and Ford cars, especially from the '90s, have had brake lines that are starting to rust away, and um, and and you'll lose you you'll lose seventy percent of your braking. But most of the time, you still have a little bit of braking braking power left by pumping the brake you'll get a little bit more effort but if you can slow down to a point of you know 15 or 20 miles an hour and then even if you just applied the parking brake at that speed yeah the rear wheels are going to chirp and the car is going to the car is going to lock up the wheels but on the other hand you're not going fast enough for the tail to come out and have it spin so you, you just have to be careful got it uh, i will say this um after taking that that class the idea of relearning hand position on the wheel four and eight yep. is kind of different. You know, you find yourself going back to the, oh, yeah. the old. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and you know, oh. the old the old ten and two position was really about cars with no power steering and hand over hand, and it was all upper body and shoulder strength. And now, where cars have power steering, move your hands down away from the airbag. So four and eight, four and eight, or three and nine, either one's really either one is acceptable. Um, but you want to keep your hands away from the airbag just in case you do hit something and the airbag deploys. Um, you want to you, you want to keep your hands away from that kind of zone where you could possibly get hurt. Yeah, hey, oh, it's a good question. I'm glad I a lot okay. of questions. Good. Good. Glad, glad Dave, glad Dave Hansen did a good job. He was, he's been a driver ed teacher for 
25 years, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a really knowledgeable gentleman. I really enjoyed oh, good. the class. And I will say this, John, I want to thank you very much for the uh, Real ID AAA because I walked by the Rainham office and the line was out the door. And I ended up going. It was 20 minutes. I was in and out uh, a few weeks back when you mentioned it. Yeah. So I thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, in fact, in some of the really busy offices now, like Westwood is one of them, and it may have happened... Friday, we're putting a second computer terminal in to try to speed up the lines a little bit. Um, uh, you, the registry is allowing us to do that. I guess provided we pay for it, but we're we're going to do it to try to try to keep keep the lines down. And for instance, in Plymouth, I was talking to somebody in Plymouth the other day. They said there was two or three people waiting in line. Took a few minutes, and they were done. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's something. It's something if you if you need it. Um, you know, when my license goes to expire and. 2020 i think i'm going to do it in 2019 before the 2020 rush so yeah it was your advice that that you mentioned about the year ahead and i thought yeah. why not do this why and not so oh, fine it was great all I right appreciate it very much, john thank you Conley. have a good day sir take care mike bye-bye 617-770-3030 let's talk to frank and wellesley frank hi how are you good how are you good uh I'm going to be attending the Bedfield on the Charles show tomorrow. Oh, you are? Yes. And I, I, I just uh, started listening to you about a half hour ago, so I don't know whether you mentioned it or I not. I didn't. I didn't. Tell me about the show. Well, uh, our good friend Charlie Harris, mm-hmm. who traditionally had put on the Elm Bank one, yep. is now, this is the third year of the... Uh, Medfield Hospital show. Yeah. And I've been there. This will be my third year there. And I always enjoyed the uh, Elmbank one, which was closer to my house, but that's okay. Yeah. And I'm going to be bringing my uh, International Harvester Scout 74 to the show tomorrow. One of my favorite cars, by the way. Well, I don't know. I bought one new. I've had it forever. Yeah. No, they're just they're they're just they're just neat cars. And is this the show that also promotes men's health as part of the show? That I'm not sure. I think so. I think it. I think I think as part of it, that's that's the. I mean, we've got yeah. probably twenty different uh, sponsors. Yep. Uh, one being Corcoran and Havlin Insurance here yep. at Wellesley. Yep. And uh, many other uh, sponsors. Well, no, that sounds that sounds great. This is car show season, and uh, it's oh, always yeah. it's always great it's always great to go out and meet people with 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 fun cars and talk to people about their cars because people like to talk about their cars. I attended the uh, Father's Day in Hyannis last weekend. That was big. It was big. I heard. Yeah. I I I didn't yeah. go, and I heard there was so many cars they actually ended up having to park some of them off site because it was oh, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Well, there are many side streets uh, that intersect Main and Hyannis, which is a one way. Yeah. And there were cars all over the place. Yeah. No, that 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 is that is a good show. And I was just lazy last. I I was I was 15 minutes away, and I was just lazy. I don't know why I didn't go. I should have gone. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what is the name of your show that you're on right now? Right now, it's called the Car Doctor Program, and it's and it's here every Saturday from 8:30 to 10. Okay, very good. Okay. I'll have to listen again. All right. By accident, I happened to tune it in this morning. Well, thank you very much. First time. All right. This is excellent. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye thank now. You. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030. I always like new listeners. 
And I always like when they can promote things that are going on. That, that's good, too. Let's talk to uh, Jim and Quincy. Jim? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you were mentioning Factory 5, and uh, I think last weekend they had an open house at their site, but I think maybe the end of the month they're having a Factory 5 day at the Newport Car Museum. Well, that's, I don't know if yeah, that's, been there. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was something coming up, but I haven't had time to be able to look it up. But, yeah, and the Newport, yeah. the Newport Car Museum, we had Gunther on the show, the guy who owns it, uh, back, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I was talking to somebody who was there just a week or two ago, and apparently it's a phenomenal museum. It is. I went just after it opened. I just happened to be down in that area, and the show and the, the cars and the quality uh, were just outstanding. Yeah, and the cars in the museum are all the owner's cars. And he was there that day, yeah, too. Yeah, I guess his uh, character. Yeah, I guess he, he owns American Rocksaw Company in New York. Oh, I, I didn't know what it was, yeah, but yeah. Uh, there was a story about yeah. him there and yeah. his own collection, and he wanted to put it somewhere. Yeah. And he's in a beautiful building, plenty of parking. It's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't quite, I don't quite know how he got to call it the Newport Museum when it's actually in Bristol, but. Well, it's near Newport. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and, and now there's another. Now he's got that famous neighbor. What's his name? Jay uh, Leno. Oh, true. Yeah, true. yeah. Jay Leno bought, bought. Uh, Three quarters of a, three quarters of a house. For twelve billion. Yeah, I think I think it was eight and a half million. Yeah, yeah. But 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 he shares the property with the guy who owns the. Uh, I think the, I think it's the guy who owns the uh, uh, Providence Bruins, which is sort of oh. weird. Yeah, it's I don't I don't quite understand it, and I didn't quite understand the whole footprint of it. But um, but it's a, a sh it's almost like a shared condo sort of thing but but yeah you know eight or ten million or whatever it costs so there is another car museum in downtown right. newport yep. which i haven't been to but and, and that's a different name but i was actually calling to ask you a question about a uh, 2012 ford focus sure that's been sitting for four or five years and i wonder what your thoughts were about trying to resurrect it um depends um, has anything been done to her, or has it just been basically shut off for five years? Uh, shut off and sitting, yeah. nothing's been done. Yeah. Um, well, the gas is garbage in it, so I wouldn't mm -hmm. even I wouldn't even want to run it at this point. I would want to try to drain the gas tank and kind of purge the fuel lines and get all that old varnishy, stinky gasoline out of it. Um, I would I would want to probably pull the spark plugs out of it and just fill the fill the cylinders with oil um chances are it's not seized up um is it indoors or outdoors 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 so there's a probably a pretty good chance the brakes are all rusted frozen um mm. so it may need you know it may need rotors and calipers um because they're you know they they you know today's brake rotors rust sitting over a weekend you let them sit for four or five years um the rotors are all going to be rusty and the calipers are going to be probably stuck in place so there's you know there's there's you know a thousand dollars worth of work to do to it just to see if it's worth it afterwards you know someone mentioned all the rubber plastic uh, hoses and a light from just sitting. Yeah, uh, I mean, not being used. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, those are actually those are actually going to be probably 
better than some of the other stuff because, you know, they're designed to be outside. They're designed to age. So, I mean, they're just five-year-old rubber and plastic parts. So they're not going to be as bad as the mechanical stuff that hasn't moved in five years. You know, mechanical parts are meant to move. And when they and when they sit yeah. in one spot for a long time, that's where the problems happen. Um uh, tires will be bad too. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, they're they're. they're uh, I mean, thanks. even if they even if they were, you know, if this was put away, or or just you know shut off, you know, five years ago, and it only has you know five or six thousand miles on it, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be five year old tires that are all flat spotted and probably all cracked and and weather checked from being outside. Um, so. You know, although the tires probably hold air and they might look okay, they're probably they would probably be noisy as can be and probably fail pretty quick. Um, you know, if this was a car you could get for free or almost free and send it to somebody and have them go through it, you'd probably end mm -hmm. up with a decent enough car afterwards. The other concern I would have is um, Ford products, for one reason or another, tend to attract critters. And... Oh. Um, the Ford Ford products use a lot of soy-based materials in the seats, um, rather than use a um, and uh, a petroleum-based wiring insulation. They use a soy-based wiring insulation, and mice and other little critters like to eat the insulation off. And you know, you may find out there's some electrical problems. So, I mean, it's one of those things you got to spend a little time with a bright flashlight and look around under it and see what it's like. And you know. I, like I said, probably the engine's not stuck. Um, it's, it, but on the other hand, I probably wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to just throw a battery in it and crank it over and see if it starts up because you'd probably do more damage that way. I'd want to. I'd want to drain the fuel, change the fuel filter, purge the fuel lines out of it, put fresh fuel in it, and then, um, you know, and then, and like I said, lube up the cylinders. And then try to start it and see if it starts, and then figure out where you where you are from there afterwards. Would the injectors be stuck with the gas from sitting too? You know, they they might be, but probably not. Do they self drain after a while? Yeah, or? I mean, eventually they do, but um, but there, you know, there's such a small amount of fuel in there. Usually, all it takes usually all it takes is some fresh fuel to run through it and, you know, maybe a little bit of injector cleaner if one of them is dribbling or stuck or something, but not stuck enough where it won't, where it won't fire over and run. So. So the gas in the tank and the fuel lines. Yeah, fuel lines. Uh, yeah. Them. Yeah. I'd want to okay. get to, yeah. And like I said, you it's going to, you know, right off the bat, you know, battery, drain the tank, drain the lines, um, you know, you're going to spend, you're going to, you know, if you sent it to a garage to do it, you're going to spend, you know, half a day's worth of labor just to see what kind of shape it's in. If you did it yourself, you're going to spend, you're going to spend a day of tinkering around plus a battery and, you know, and, and a bunch of work. So, yeah. Has it got any miles on it? Has it got any miles on it? A very few. Very I think few. it's got less than 20. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, if you, if you were looking for. If you were looking for something to do on a Saturday morning, I guess it would give you something to do for a while. But then, if you got it working, you'd end up with a Ford Focus, and I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that's <laughs> that's the other problem, you know. So you know, but if you wanted a car for, uh, 
you know, a, a summer car or a winter car or, you know, something just to kick around in as an economical little car. Yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, it's still going to be a Ford Focus. So. Well, I appreciate okay. it. Thanks, John. All right. Take care. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to our buddy Rick. Rick. Yeah, I'm here. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I last so two days ago, I ran into a road rage incident. So I, I got maybe a suggestion for somebody that, uh, that that might help them out in the future. All right. Go ahead. Tell me about the situation first. Uh, the situation was uh, I dropped my grandson off at school, and I was headed back to my house. I was traveling down a two-lane road, yep. and this guy, and I was doing the, the traffic, going with the flow traffic, yep. but I wasn't tailgating. No space between me and the car in front. Yep. Mm -hmm. The guy behind me was so close that I could, could not see his headlights, and he was swerving back and forth trying to get past me. And, that, and I lightly tapped the brakes twice to say, hey, back off, give me yep. some space. Yep. Well, we came to an intersection. I turned left. This guy gunned it, passed me on the, my left-hand side um, while we're taking a turn with oncoming traffic and threw a Did he wave at bottle. you? Did he wave at you? Oh, no, he actually threw something at you. Yeah, he, right. he had, uh, the guy, I give the guy credit. He had a good throwing arm. He got a water bottle. Uh, through his car window and and through the, the my driver's window and hit me with it and Jeez. while he was passing me. Did you write down his plate number and send it to the police? No, I didn't get the plate uh. number in that. But uh, if you think somebody's going to be nasty to you in that, I suggest you have your windows up, window rolled up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of jerks out in the road, and you know, and why, you know, you know, especially right out of a school zone, you know, just. You know, I, I had somebody, I, I stopped for somebody in a crosswalk the other day, and the person the person laid on their horn, passed me on the left on a double yellow line, and there was a, you know, a 10-year-old girl in a crosswalk. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I left out the double yellow line part, but yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, good advice. We'll keep your windows up. Yeah, if you think somebody's going to get nasty... Get hot for a few seconds, and we'll tell he passes you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, thanks, Rick. Bye, bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. I don't know. Just people are idiots. That's all there is. Um, let's talk to Dale in Westwood. Dale. Dale. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Enjoying the summer. Dale, well, it's like sixty degrees out, right? Yeah, yeah. really. It yeah. feels like fall for yeah. sure. Um. I had a question uh, about tires and replacement tires on a 10-year-old car. Sure. Um, it's a Honda Coupe. Mm -hmm. has 100,000 miles on it, yep. and I've replaced the tires uh, once already with the same tires the car came with. Okay. So they need to be done again. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're a little pricey, and I'm thinking that maybe there'd be a less expensive alternative, although I don't want to you know, change the driving feel of the coupe, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, so just wondering, would you recommend getting the same tires or? Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could go out and you could buy, you could go out and buy a, a I don't know, a Chinese tire, a Saloon tire. And, yeah. and you could probably buy it for, 
you know, 60% of the price of whatever the tires are that you have on your car that are a speed rated tire. You probably have a, it's probably the next level up speed rated. It's probably a little bit more aggressive tread. So it handles a little bit better. Um, and you could, you could do that, but you're going to, then you're going to start to compromise the, the handling of the car. I would go with something similar to what you have, maybe not the exact thing. And, you know, could you go with a, um, you know, maybe a Korean tire um, that, um, like a Kumo or something like that, that is a that is that originally were sort of bargain price tires that now are actually have improved a lot, and you could save a little bit of money. But if your car has whatever Goodyears or or or, or Michelin's or Bridgestones, yeah, or Michelin's, yeah, yeah Michelin. Michelin, and if you're happy with the Michelin's and they lasted, you know, a good five or six years and you were comfortable with them the entire way, I think I'd be tempted to replace them with the same ones. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they did work out yeah. well for the second, yeah. uh, second round. On, yeah. On it, so. I, I, I know, I, just, I know it's funny. My, my old car that I had, um, I replaced the tires with, um, and I think they, and I, I think it came with, I think it came with, Bridgestones when it was new after about 45,000 miles they needed to be replaced I replaced them with um, with a tire that was probably the next grade down they were fine they, they were okay um, but like winter weather traction wasn't quite as good as the original tires were and then um, just before I got rid of the car I actually said you know what I'm going to keep this car for a while I'm going to put Michelin's on it and I I ordered up a set of Michelin's for it. Then I sold the car, and then I sold the tires with the car. So I never actually get to enjoy the new set of tires I was going to put on it. So, But, um, you know, Michelin, you know, it's pretty hard to argue with the quality of Michelin tires. Michelin makes some of the, the best tires on the planet. Uh, Quality-wise, they're always first-rate, and they do such, They, you know, they, they, they're they Far less troublesome than a lot of other tires on there. So again, if you're you're happy with them and you plan on keeping the car another three, four, five years, I think I'd put the same ones back on. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably the best route to yep. go. Um, yeah, I do have a, a Kia also that have those Nexon tires on yep. the Korean tires, yep. which they're decent. They're but, all right. They're all know, right. They, yeah, they seem to be a little. They seem to be a little uh not quite as as durable you know? right yeah and and you know a little bit of what you get what you pay for so absolutely okay you know, the, the, okay john all right thanks uh, dale all right, right. take care bye-bye bye-bye do we need to take a break there we do have another break yes all right why don't we take that quick break uh when we come back if we have time i think we have paul and braintree kind of hanging on the line paul stay right there uh and speaking of paul paul sullivan's here apparently getting dressed in the studio so I don't know. We'll be right back. Listen to him talk, my 426 superstar. Tackle the dash of the cheater's lips. Superstar, superstar. And welcome back. 
we move some microphones around, Dennis got all confused. So three microphones, you had a choice of three. So let's talk to Paul. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I'm waiting for the bell to ring. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I'll be watching Barrett Jackson on on TV. I just saw online. I saw oh, maybe you know I'll take a, a short trip over. Um, general admission tickets, seating not guaranteed. Right. Seventy dollars each. And apparently they sell out. Well, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> you know, I'm glad someone will do that. Yeah. No, it's, it's not going to be it, me. Yeah. It's um. The, the thing of it is, though, as much as you can buy tickets for it, um, apparently there's there's also a million comp tickets around somewhere too, is what I've been told. Oh. So, but but last year I know the first year I guess um, one of my coworkers and his dad went, and they made a whole weekend. You know, they stayed they stayed at the hotel. Um, you know, but by the time they were done, before they before they even thought about buying a car, I think they spent about two thousand dollars. So. Well, I would only be looking, looking, yeah, trying, but yeah. uh, but still be still be fun. But I guess maybe that's the average. I mean, you, you, a movie ticket is twenty bucks now. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, that's I guess, not really yeah. that's not really too much. But yeah, I, uh, no, no, and they no they idea. they claim um you know they claim it, it it's it's really good. I've never been. Um, it's and I and everybody tells me I should go just to just to go check it out. But I know. Um, uh, Santos, who used to be here, I made an arrangement for him to go, and he said it was phenomenal. He he yeah. said it was fantastic. Um, I think I had to call him our, our social media content manager or something for him to get in. But uh, yeah, but, I'll catch but, up uh, on yeah. cable. Oh, by the way, uh, your column's not on the Globe this morning. It's not. No, I didn't buy the Globe this morning. I got to find out what's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not in this. There's, there's a large article comparing the Subaru. Uh, to the new Bu- the Subaru um, a s- wagon a s- to oh, the to the new Buick. Um, oh, huh. Um, Edmonds compared the Subaru Outback to and Buick's Regal X Regal Tour X. Oh, okay. But get huh. you out. Know, well, I know they got it. Well, so. it's not what it used to be. I know. Well, they don't have any- I know. I'll have to. I'll have to. Uh, well, send them. Send them. Send them some mail. Send send them an email and ask them where my column is. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, they've been dropping a, a few sections. There's no longer the Globe South anymore. Right. And there's yeah. no Thursday scene. I've written to them a couple of times. Yeah. You know, the crickets. Uh, yeah. They don't even want to answer. Yeah. So yeah. Um, something's going on yeah. with the Globe. That, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, tell, well tell, you, tell them you missed me. Oh, I will. I will. Right. I'll do it, do it right now. All right. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a good Take weekend. Care. Yep. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I'm glad I didn't spend the, the, the money on buying the Globe this morning. I was gonna buy it. On, I was gonna buy it on the on the ride home, but usually I pick it up on the way. I usually stop for for ninety nine cent coffee at Cumberland Farms because mm-hmm. I'm frugal mm-hmm. and buy buy the paper. But today I ate poorly at McDonald's. What 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 does that entail? Eating poorly at McDonald's. I had a McRiddle. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so bad. And so bad. Uh, yep. So there you are. There you are wearing your new. Irish Hit Parade, Feast of Irish Music, WROL shirt, AM 950, and 100.3 FM shirt. That's what I was going to say because yeah. the old ones are now obsolete because they don't have mention of the new FM. Well, signal. I don't know if they're obsolete. They're vintage. Yeah. And yeah. you just so happen to wear a hat that matches your shirt. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You came in like they left that shirt here for you. 
<laughs> was, had my name on it. Did it? I yeah. almost I, I thought it had my name on it. I almost walked <laughs> Too big out for it. you. And, Paul? Uh, John uh, Paul? Yeah, you yeah, could have. You yeah, could have argued for yeah. it. Where's mine? <laughs> you know. I'm sure that there'll be... Um, this this is the development, you know, the proto type. Prototype, yeah, prototype, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might not be mine. I don't know, but now we've told everyone that. Now I Now you told it everyone, and, and so you're, you're you're wearing it. Eminent yeah. domain, yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Possession is nine tenths of the law. Uh, and if you're not around, possession is ten tenths. <laughs> ten tenths of the law, and especially it's on your body. It's not yeah, like it, yeah, it's no, not no. like it's in your back. No one's going to want to have any part of this now. So yeah. <laughs> I knew that when I put it yeah. on. By the so, way, so um, what's up for the Irish Parade today? Well, it's kind of late June day. It's yeah. rain. This would be called, a, I guess, a soft day over in the old sod. Is that what it'd be called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a little warm for that, but, yeah. uh, you know, there's rain in the air. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of in the doldrums of late June. Yeah. P- school's getting out. I was, I was sad because I, 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 I'm say, not principal anymore. Oh, you're not principal anymore? Nope. Have you retired? No. Well, n- I've stepped away from the principalship. Yeah. So that but I'm still uh, gain, oh, gainfully, gainfully employed. employed. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that what? means you have the summer off. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh. Because <laughs> Try again. <laughs> the gainful employment entails another um, uh, uh, project that I'm working on. Oh, okay. But I, I will take some time off. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Principal's a rough job. Anybody thinking of getting into it, understand that it's a rough job. It's, it's a rough calling. Job. No, it's a calling. It really is. There are some people who are nobly inclined toward it and good at it. I wasn't one of them. Well, you were probably good at it. It was just it's stressful. <laughs> it's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like they asked you to leave. No, 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 no. no. So no. if you weren't good at it, they would have asked you to leave. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, no. It's, it's a hard job. Not, a lot of people were lining up for it. Not well, that many. Anyway, the piano guy's playing, oh, which means, hear which means uh, the very best in Irish music is coming up, and I have to go. So Paul Sullivan and the very best in Irish music with the Irish Hit Parade. Up in the globe. Coming up next. Until next week. Make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.